I'm not disappointed with bronze. It's always good to come away with a medal. Brian Wolpenhain, Olympic athlete. We're driving in pouring rain in our grey rental station wagon. We are in a strange country that doesn't seem to have speed limits. But finally we arrive at the parking lot. It is still raining so we decide to wait for it to cease. There I have time to think. If this was worth the effort after all. Well, no time to second guess now, as we take our backpacks from the trunk. Sun starts to shine as we begin walking on a narrow dirt road. Everything seems quieter already. One more turn to even narrower dirt road, which leads to a path to the forest. There it hits me. Nothing. I can hear absolutely nothing except my own breath. Finland has quiet forests too, but nothing like this. And then... Then I hear the birds. Rustle of leaves. Forest is covered in thin mist after the rain. And single rays of sun penetrate the ancient forest. Absolutely stunning. Magical. We keep walking until at some point we think we hear bisons. The noise seems to grow louder. Are we about to get trampled by a herd of 800 kilogram, 1800 pound beasts? I've read about Poland's by Alviesa forest years before from some book. I remember reading that at one point most of Europe was covered with this kind of primeval forest, but now, thanks to our civilization, the last haven is in Poland-Belarusian border. Not sure to this day if we really heard bisons, or if it was just the fact that I've never been to a forest where it's so quiet that you can't hear anything but the forest, so your mind begins to play tricks on you. Bajalviesa forest has definitely deserved its place on UNESCO's World Heritage List. Today, we take a look something similar, much closer to home. Welcome to the History of Finland podcast. Episode 4 Before Romans and Vikings 1700 to 500 BCE The Bronze Age Good day! Finland does have seven world heritage sites, those being the fortress of Suomenlinna, Old Roma, Petajevesi Old Church, Verla Groundwork and Board Mill, Stuve Geodetic Ark, and Quarken Archipelago. The seventh, that we will discuss in today's episode. So, when we walk over to the Bronze Age, we find few key things in our peninsula. First, introduction of metal objects. 
Second one is the strengthening of agriculture, especially burn beet cultivation. But as the climate kept cooling down at the end of Stone Age, farming was hampered. This could also be the reason why England population decreased dramatically and vast population areas were left empty. This was most clear in Lake District in eastern Finland. But also coastal regions lost population. Lapland had the best luck in Finland. It seems that they were mostly unaffected. No decrease in amount of hunting pits or habitation has been observed. Inland cultures were introduced to new ceramics, new types of hammers and swords, but not much else. Bronze was used over and over again, so very little remains for us to find. And as before, Bronze Age too has many ceramic styles, but like before, we're not gonna cover all of them. Instead, we're gonna focus on the biggest of them. Textile ceramics, 1900 to 100 BCE. New technologies. Natural copper was used in Europe already in 3800 to 2500 BCE. As an import, it was also in use in Finland before the actual Metal Age. We don't have much bronze items, possibly due their value, they had to be imported, so you would reuse it again and again. Smelting copper required technology that just wasn't available at the time. Later, when iron smelting was discovered, although it required even hotter temperatures and more advanced tools, Finland had iron ore, so that helped. Bronze Age, early metal period, what's the difference? Coastal area is said to live in Bronze Age, but again, the naming isn't the focus here. You could think the coastal region, the Bronze Age, as a kind of a more advanced version of inland. They had connections to Scandinavia and were influenced by them. These ideas and cultures couldn't easily reach inland. So their area is called Early Metal Period. And there they keep themselves throughout the Early Iron Age until 300 CE. Meanwhile, coastal areas go from Bronze Age to Roman Iron Age until 400 CE, which we will cover on our next episode. By this time, coastal and inland converge in Middle Iron Age. Bit confusing, I know. Let's clear this out in our next episode. But we are getting ahead of ourselves. Nutrition. Farming spreads in coastal areas. It is possible that they were farming fields in bronze and early Roman Iron Age. But the proof is thin. Permanent field farming didn't start until migration period. 400 to 600 CE. And for the most of the peninsula even later. Inland and coastal areas stayed like apples and oranges. Animal husbandry started 
way back in the battle axe culture era, and by this time, bronze early metal period, it provided some of their livelihood. Nonetheless, hunting, fishing and gathering stayed as primary ways of sustenance. Sealing stayed important even after Kyukainen culture. Birds were other useful prey. They produced different kind of tools like flutes and their feathers were used in outfits. Their bones and feathers were used in some ceramics too and their bones have been found from graves suggesting symbolic and spiritual value. In Ostrobotnia, chefs had an idea. They would dig pits, diameter of two or two and a half meters, 6.5 or to eight feet, and depth of one meter, 3.2 feet. From the bottom, we have evidence of coal, sand, and burnt rocks. In these, they most likely produced train oil and maybe cooked meat and fish. So local Olivers and Ramses tried proto-mass production because found pits are in clusters. This cuisine was mostly used in coastal areas, but some have been found from inland too. They also farmed in small scale. So it seems even the coastal areas didn't have a typical Scandinavian culture where people were farming in larger scale and you would share the jobs with people outside of your own family. People were farming in peninsula too, but only with their own family and they were still moving around, clearing new areas as they went. Living quarters. In Bronze Age, population decreased almost throughout Finland. High point of population being maybe several thousand in middle of Bronze Age. In southern and southwestern Finland, number of different living areas diminished, and so did their size. Macrofossil analyses provide evidence that humans cleared forests and pastures and meadow plants, which were eaten by goats and sheep. There is evidence of this both in coastal areas and inland areas. Coastal regions had connections to Scandinavian cultures and they had influenced in the area's housing. Sadly, only one Scandinavian longhouse has been found from Rieskoranmäki in Nakkila. Well, two houses. One bigger and one smaller. Maybe a shop or forge. Bigger one was 17 by 8 meters, 56 by 26 feet. So humans possibly shared this space with their livestock. Though it is long, it still might have been cramped with all the animals and dark and smoky. No windows were invented, so light came from vent on the roof or from doorways at the ends. Smell in the inside came from soil, smoke and from the animals. At least sheep and horses were in indoors since their bones have been found. 
Horsebone is also the earliest evidence of horses in our peninsula. They possibly had cows too, since a tooth has been found not far away. Another first. First evidence of cattle breeding. And they must have had a dog, since dogs have been with peninsula settlers all the way from Stone Age. So, not many houses have been found from Bronze Age. Only thing that can be said with certainty, and that too is based on this one house, is that they had hearth, twig braiding were used, and the walls were sealed with clay. Lake Saimaa region and Lake Ladoga were connected with waterways, highway of their time, which moved people and ideas about. Permanent settlements from Neolithic period disappear. They moved back to the more nomadic lifestyle. Whole areas have been discovered deserted, with the introduction of textile ceramics, the production of asbestos ceramics ended. Here too, people mostly hunted, fished and cultivated land by burn beating. Lapland? Well, they kept doing their thing. Habitation didn't really change from the Stone Age. Same goes to gathering food. Sun is setting and songs are sang. Time to bury our dead. We've been doing this for hundreds of generations. From our village leads a path to the top of our burial hill. From the top opens the most beautiful scenery to the sea. That is why we bury our chiefs there. Their souls are lifted to the heavens where they wait us. So far we made over 30 burial mounds. Sometimes we make a new one, sometimes we continue on the top of the old ones. Today, we finished our biggest mound yet, square that we have been building for years. Most of burial mounds are also from this period. We've seen these in earlier episodes too, but the ones in Stone Age were smaller and more modest. While pyramids of Giza were already thousand years old, Finland started to build their own pyramids. We know these as burial mounds. They are the most visible evidence of Bronze Age in Finland. The most important rock piles are of course in Samalahdenmäki in Rauma, which we covered in our story. On the top of the hill there are 36 burial mounds, in different sizes, longest of them being 24 meters, 78 feet, and the most curious is square mound, called Floor of Church. Local legend says that giants and Christians competed who would build a church faster. Christians end up cheating, so the giants got angry and left theirs unfinished. But they did manage to build the floor for their church. Excavations reveal that the mounds contain deceased in wooden coffins. Samalademäki has been in use for over a thousand years, so it is remarkable. Finland's only archaeological UNESCO World Heritage Site.
it got its status in 1999. Bronze Age burial was dashing all around Europe. They used the big burial mounds that hold the coffin inside it. Also in southern Scandinavia, the graves were big and visible from far away. They were built from rocks. Also, the dead was mostly cremated before burying. To peninsula, this burial habit came from the west. Burial mounds might have symbolized many things, but their primary object was being the last resting place. In Oland, burial mounds were built in form of ships. How else? Why would people start building these big mounds of rocks? instead of just digging a hole and spreading some ochre on top. It really can't be explained other way than with the religious aspect of people's lives changing dramatically. Again, we must look to the rest of the Europe for an answer. Where Bronze Age is defined by increasing population, warmongering, fortifications, and this new sun worship culture as a way of seeing soul of the deceased in relation to the world. As an example is the Danish Trondheim sun chariots, which depict horse pulling the sun behind them. Maybe with burying the deceased on top of the hill, he or she was closer to the sun and sky, and by burning them, released their spirits. The size of the mounds vary, smaller ones being only half a meter by 4 meters, 1.6 by 13 feet, but on the other end of the scale we have one grave to rule them all. Biggest burial mound found from Finland is in Kiukainen, called King's Grave, 36 meters long, 30 meters wide and 4 meters high. 118 feet by 98 feet by 13 feet. Some mounds have several people in them. They would bury them in the same mound, just extend it a bit. King's grave hasn't been excavated yet, so we don't know what's inside. Probably not a king though. Interesting detail is that there are evidence of late Bronze Age housing near it. Usually burial mounds are farther away from housing. There is another burial mound that we might mention here. In Siljärvi, one burial mound is considered by some as a sacrifice mound, since it is located on top of capstone, rock that has these little potholes or hollows carved in it. Something we will look closer on our next episode. Also, an arrow was found from there. In other places, these cupstones are believed to have been used for sacrificing something small like rain in hope of a good harvest. But this is the only time one has been found from underneath a burial mound. Bronze items and trade networks. Again, coastal region is called Bronze Age and inland as early metal period but it is hard to pinpoint exactly where one starts and the other ends. Since people move around 
and they influenced each other. Bronze was used early in coastal regions of Ostrobotnia. There, Oulu was a popular place to get soapstone that Bronze Age people used to make molds needed to cast bronze. In Kainu region, they started to produce iron items alongside bronze in 400 BCE at the latest. Also, the earliest signs from Finland's iron making. Seima Axis Seima Axis typified the transition from Stone Age to Early Metal Period in around 1800 to 1500 BCE. This is called Seima Phenomenon. It means trade network from Volga and Kama region in modern-day Russia that spread items like axes to wide area of Fennoskandia. What pushed these traders, warriors and settlers to spread their items and culture all the way to Finland and northern Scandinavia? Well, one interesting theory is the same reason that Vikings started to move. Population pressure. Though, if that was the reason for Viking raids, is also debatable. Whatever the reason, when it got going, it went on for two or three hundred years. For Finland, we have mostly axes, found from western, middle Finland and Lapland. Also, coastal regions became more active and spread their trade network farther all over Scandinavia. These axes were pretty primitive. They had these pulse-tave plates. You would attach the wooden shaft firmly with the cords. Despite the shortcomings, this kind of attachment wouldn't be resistant enough, they were used for about 300 years. Then they found out how to make plate itself hollow and attach the shaft there. Much better. This was the pinnacle of engineering in Bronze Age, used in Finland all the way to 600 CE. There were few other types of axes and all these, but not the Palestave axes, have been found all over Finland. Swords Unlike axes, all Bronze Age swords came from the west. Not a single sword that would have originated from the east, not counting few daggers, has been found from Finland. Swords came around the same time as axes. And one of the earliest, called Kiukainen Panelia sword, was made in 1500 to 1300 BCE in southern Germany. Besides weapons, some bronze items have been found, like necklaces, bracelets, buckles, buttons and jewelry needles. Most bronze items were probably reused and burial mounds were raided. Arrowheads were still made of bones and rocks until iron became more common in 500 BCE. Ceramics Textile ceramics came to peninsula almost at the same time as Seiman axis. With it, the production of asbestos ceramics almost stopped. Characterized by ornamentation, by their shape, and by the clay mixture that was used. Also, and how it was named, was the textile imprints. 
like the clay container would have been pressed against some textile. But this wasn't true on all of the cases. Still, the name stuck. Textile ceramics. Summary. Finland around beginning of common era. So, around 500 BCE, bronze began to be replaced by iron, both in weapons and other items such as tools, in coastal and inland areas. This meant that at the end of the early metal period, stone wasn't accepted as a material anymore. Limonite was plentiful, but it took a while to learn how to process it. Know-how for that too came from southern Scandinavia and modern northern Estonia. Coastal regions primarily still hunted and fished, but animal husbandry and farming were getting more and more foothold. Around 300 CE, some areas were transitioning to the fixed farming. Contacts grew. Not just between coastal and inland, but from coastal areas to southern Scandinavia too. Inland early metal people had connections to East, Middle Volga and even all the way to Urals. New age had begun. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so happy to announce that the podcast just reached 500 downloads this week. And we have two reviews from Apple Podcasts that I'd like to acknowledge. Now both of these come from the States. First one is by Vilsik. I have been searching for a history of Finland for years. And this one is exactly what I was looking for. I love history and have always been interested in Finland as a people and a country. In the first few episodes, this one delivers just the kind of content I've been looking for. Keep up the good work. Thank you. The next one is by VI Appraiser. I'm a huge fan of Finnish history and I'm so excited about this new podcast. I've been waiting for someone to do a podcast about the history of Finland and now there finally is one out there. Five stars is not enough. That is really kind from both of you. Thank you so much. That's all for this week. Next time we have contacts with and talk about Romans. So that should be interesting. And please keep those reviews coming. Till next time. Cheerio.